0: Listening to insuranceradio.com, we sit down for personal conversations with the top insurance and financial advisors, executives, and regulators. Listen in to learn more about their ideas and personal stories at insuranceradio.com. This podcast is brought to you by AD Banker and Company, an approved CE education provider for nearly every insurance and financial advisory firm in the U.S. When your next CE deadline rolls around click on adbanker.com. If you don't see our name on your preferred provider list, call your home office and ask them to add us, 80banker.com.
1: Throughout his career, Troy Korsgaden has been commissioned to speak before major insurance industry organizations such as Gamma and Limra, NAFA, and among many others, and to agents of some of North America's largest multi-line insurance carriers, including Allstate, State Farm, Nationwide, American Family, as well as Farmers Insurance Group, and hundreds of others. He has also spoken to more than 150,000 insurance executives, brokers, agents, and staff, and Troy is also the very successful founder and co-owner of the Garden Jansma Insurance Agency in Visalia, California, which he took from its infancy to become one of Farmers Insurance Group's top agencies in North America. He is also the author of many insurance agency how-to books, including the title, Profit from Change, Retooling Your Agency for Maximum Profits. Please welcome to our program today, Troy Korsgaden. Hello,
2: Troy. Uh, Thanks for uh, calling in and uh, joining us again over the telephone.
3: Hey, thanks, Dennis. I appreciate it. Glad to be here.
2: Say, Troy, uh, you know, what are some of the most significant changes that you've seen in the insurance industry over the past, oh, maybe 20 years?
3: Well, I'll tell you what, Uh, I've seen a lot of change, and it's coming faster and faster and faster. I was invited to speak to a group here just last week, and the subject was this book, Profit from Change. And uh, some of the biggest changes that I've seen in the industry, not with my company, but it affects my agency as the industry. Uh, number one, moving from paper applications where they used to tell you press hard, press hard, press hard. The reason they said press hard is your pen needed to go through four pieces of, uh, the carbon paper to get, you know, everybody to be able to read their copy. Today, uh, we use computers. Back then, man, I tell you, it was like a jolt to the system when the first computers came out in my world. And they were nothing like today. They were like boat anchors. They were so big and they didn't do half of, it, or, one percent of what they can do today so i would say technology is the biggest analytics goes along with that analytics is really important um staffing up has changed hugely uh i was out in the dark when i first started telling people hire more staff they would look at me like a deer in the headlights today if you don't have staff you're just not in business so staff from the day you first start to the day you close the doors and turn out the lights And then the next biggest change I think that people see, even since I wrote Profit from Change, is the omni-channel world, and and it's that uh, convergence of all technology, people, and ways for the customer to do business. And the omni-channel is really the latest thing. It's the nuclear arms race for all the carriers, whether independent or personal, exclusive agents and carriers. They're all looking for that way. How does the customer want to do business? How do they want to enter into a relationship? How do you maintain that relationship? Because they may come through a call center, but they're going to end up with the agent. They may come in through the computer, but they're going to end up with the agent. They may come through the agent, and at night, they want to have a glass of wine and change their address. So the omni-channel is basically the agent embracing the way that the customer wants to do business and having all the tools and systems to be able to do that.
2: You know, after I read uh, through your, your book, I'm really energized and encouraged, and I know many of our uh, producer agents who are listening will as well. When they hear you say, that the uh, the new environment that we live in, the power of the individual relationship, will separate the winners from the losers. And you say agents have a huge head start in this environment because they're local and they're trusted. Uh, can you can you elaborate a little bit uh, more on that for us?
3: Sure. You know, a lot of people think that the agency system, we call it the distribution system, the agent piece of it is going away, and it's not. You know, people still want somebody to hold their hand through the maze of madness, There's a lot of things going on in the world. Now, they may want to buy different. They may want to receive their service different. But when you have an issue or you really need advice-based counsel, you want to buy from somebody you know and trust. And that's usually a friend. That's usually somebody that you're in a service club with, that you went to school with, that you went to church with or go to church with. These are people that you can really touch. And I like to use the example Hey, when my house burns down, I want somebody to bring me a blanket. I'll worry about getting a house replaced a month from now or a week from now or starting next week. But right now, I need a place to stay. And a local agent—they can take you to a hotel. Or in my case, I'd bring them right into my home. You know, that's the difference between an agent and a computer. The computer can't take care of you personally right at the point that you need them.
2: You know, you talk about uh, personal advisors uh, in today's technology-driven marketplace. Uh, How intentional should agents be in acting as personal advisors to their clients?
3: Sure. You want to look at your book of business as an agent and as a carrier, and you look at it in segments. There's a certain percentage of people that just want to discuss it, and they'll tell you what to do. There's another percentage of people that have known you forever and just say, hey, make mine like yours. There's another percentage of people that just want to buy based on price, right? And there's different levels of price. One of the things we've found in studying uh, direct companies that deal just over the phone, there's a misconception by uh, uh personal agents. They think, oh, it's just price that those people want. That's not true. I've been behind the curtain on a lot of direct companies, and I will tell you, I found something really surprising in my research, and that's that people end up paying more with direct companies a lot of the time, not every time. And those people last longer when they pay more, right? I don't want the price shoppers who only want price because if you live by price, you die by price, and everybody knows that. So there's a certain segment that just go, I just want the best policy at the best price, so I'm going to start the entry based on the price, and then I'll have a conversation and deepen my relationship with the carrier and the agent. And it all flows back to the agent.
0: You know, you,
2: you did a great job there kind of segmenting the customer, the client into different categories. Uh, You know, what about producers? Uh, Do you find insurance agents, uh, or are there different groups of insurance agents as well?
3: Yeah. In fact, the successful agents, and Sharon runs our ship here, and Sharon and I are office partners, and I've been an agent for 32 years, she's been an agent uh, for 26 years working with me, uh, about 23 as the, we'll call her the president of the corporation. And it's a great partnership because she is actually recruited, and we have a vision of having different people wait on people. So we're specialized, but we also look for people that have different styles. So they use the same scripts, but it's a different style. Let me give you an example. So when you're talking to me, if you're buying from me, you're you're going to be dealing with a guy that has a New York style, East Coast. I'm in your face. I tell you how it is. And I'm a nice guy. But I'm all about the facts, man, just the facts. There's other people that are in here that talk about this slow. And they talk about that this slow because there are other people that just go, hey, man, I just want to relax. I want to think about this. I say to one of my employees, hey, man, speed it up. Your hair's on fire. I know my hair's on fire, but I just want to take it slow so they understand. That's great. We want different styles because people buy from people they know and trust, and not everybody wants to buy from me. So if I'm a carrier, I'm looking for different style agents. If I'm an agent, I'm looking for different style team members, staff members who can relate to the customer. You
2: know, you've uh, written uh, about the insurance industry and have exposure to a lot of different distribution channels. You you talk about uh, the insurance industry uh, seems for years has been focused on the transaction. And you said that the customer does not care about the transaction. What do you mean by that?
3: Yeah. So and and still today, a lot of carriers still focus on the transaction. And the transaction is part of the process, right? We've got to make sure that we get it into the computer. We've got to make sure it gets issued. But years ago, years ago, most carriers split up their marketing and their sales departments. They split them completely. They said, this department will take care of marketing. This will take care of sales. So a lot of agencies did the same thing. But to me, I would never do that if I'm running a carrier and I'd never do it as an agency. We got to have maybe accountability for those two things, very different people, but they got to work hand in hand because all the marketing in the world without sales doesn't lead to a transaction. All the sales in the world and you don't handle the transaction doesn't make for a great customer experience. So it's really, you know, well rounded organization and you got to have a little bit of everything, but just the transactional loan is not going to take it. Otherwise, the insurance carrier could handle the transaction more efficiently on a bigger scale. As agents, we got to do it all.
2: Yeah. You know, you said uh, that, uh, uh, or let's assume that an agent is reading this or listening to this program and they're kind of thinking to themselves, well, you know, I understand that I need to start uh, seeing my customers differently, beginning with this needs-based approach a needs-based approach that sounds feasible and it certainly serves my customers but how exactly does my agency profit from all of that
3: Right. so if you're in relationships or you're a discussion partner with your clients on a higher plane if you will you've got to have a commitment to meeting with your customers at least once a year after you write them and in writing them you've got to spend more time with them so it's a commitment it's a change That means that you've got to have a set time to meet with your clients. You've got to be prepared in advance. You've got to change your system's repeatable processes, if you will, in the agency. And that's hard for a lot of agents that are veterans. It's hard for a lot of agents that are new, that are on contract, that need to make a quick sale to get their subsidy. But it's that commitment and discipline from when you start and then even 20 or 30 years later, you've got to have that. And to change, it's not easy. And you gotta get rid of the fear. You gotta understand that you're not gonna blow the whole plan up. You gotta have a plan. And if you follow the plan, that's when it becomes easy. And when you're on the offense, I can tell you this, it takes a little bit of work on defense. But once you get to an offensive position, you're, you're making more money and you're having more fun.
2: Troy, I'm also always fascinated when we visited, uh, you've, uh, literally studied agencies, uh, from one uh, coast to the other. Uh, in mm-hmm. the United States here and even beyond uh, what is uh, what is your observations as to where the mother load is uh, for agencies today
3: yeah let me give you a couple of hot tips I could talk all day about this we have a staff of people on my consulting agency one of them has been an anthropologist who just asks questions what are you doing what are you thinking doesn't advise people like I do I come in and I'll say okay have you thought about this and let them come to their own conclusion however I base it on facts and one of the things that we found is most agents think they have a review program. They don't. It's not consistent. It's not uh set in stone where they have an actual map to do the review. They don't have processes in place, and they don't look at their business and say, hey, when someone calls in for a quote, you know, today you got to be fast. In the old days, I like, go, okay, I'll get back to you. And people were just cool with you getting back to them two or three days later. Today, everything's instantaneous. So you got to get back to them right now. So the business has changed in that regard to where speed is important, but efficiencies are important at the same time. You can't be so fast that you don't get it right.
2: You, uh, Troy, you place special emphasis, I see, in your book on uh, profit from change on the retooling of agencies. Uh, I think it's in part three uh, of, your, of your work. How do you define retooling and where is uh, the first step for agents who want to begin that retooling process? Where do they start?
3: about it in, in relation to manufacturing manufacturing companies that are making a widget, right? They've been making them for 20 years. Now the world changed and they've got to have a new widget. They don't infuse the systems into their uh, business. What they do is they shut the plant down and they bring in new machinery, a different way of doing business. They train everybody how to do it and then they reopen up and they're making a new widget. They don't just kind of wing it, right? So there are different types of retooling. I'm going to give you just a few here for food for thought. There's database retooling. That's the one I'm going to talk about now. There's staff retooling. There's education retooling. There is retooling on your scripts and your processes within the agency. Those are just a few. But I'm going to go with the database because I'm a real believer the one with the most information wins. And what can we do with that information? Today, we have someone who is only in charge of database management because all the data in the world, they call it big data in the carrier world, in my world, it's the same thing. If I have ways to contact somebody and reasons to call and an execution plan, I'm going to be more successful than I would if I didn't have that. So to retool the average agency today, you know, they may have a home phone number, but they don't have the work numbers. They may have an email, most likely they don't. Today, most people like to be communicated with, believe it or not, text. So do we have their cell number, and which way do they like to be communicated with? So this year in 2016, we're making a huge push to ask the customer, do you like to communicate with text, email, phone? Do you like FaceTime? Do you like Skype? Do you like Google Hangout? And then in the future, there's going to be new ways. You know, we all used to laugh about Dick Tracy having a watch that was a computer. And believe it or not, that's here now today. There are going to be things that we don't even know about and haven't even been thought up. And we got to be ready for that. And you got to have the information the way the customer wants to do business. That's reachable.
2: You know, you've obviously worked uh, with uh, agents and producers who've actually taken their agencies to that next level by launching what you call a a personal crusade to build high-quality, high-density households focused on client relationships. What do you mean by high-quality, high-density
3: households? Sure. The days of model line writing a business are gone. That goes to the direct writer. Uh, If the agency has an auto policy and they have nothing else, And they're paying somebody 10, 15, 20 dollars an hour to help service that customer. Uh, it's not really a good business proposition for the agent. Might be for the carrier, but if that person calls 10 times during the year and we're spending a half an hour with them, that's five hours at 15 dollars an hour and we may be making 50, 60, 70, 80 bucks on that account. A high-profile, high-profitability client is someone who's not rich. There's somebody that's the average person, a couple of cars, a house. They've got an umbrella. Maybe they've got a rental or a a, a vacation home. Uh, They have a a 529. They've got a 401K. Uh, They got life policies on the husband and wife and the kids. And you look at that account versus the monoline account, right? We've got all this commission coming in, and maybe we're not making so much money on the commercial account because we're taking it at a lower commission. However, it's surrounding the customer with products. We call it product density, and that density is important to our agency because that allows us to give great service, even on the policy that we don't make a lot of money on. So profitability for that account is based on the sum total of everything they have, not
2: just one policy. Troy, this is fascinating stuff. Uh, you know, it's uh, oftentimes I think producers, maybe they face that change with dread, but in fact if they only realized uh, what profit uh, lies behind it by uh, picking up a copy of your book and and, re- and reading about how to do it and how to implement it, it would be a, a, a difference maker for them. Uh, say, how would uh, one of our listeners would like to pick up a copy of your book uh, your book, uh, Profit from Change. Uh, you know, what would be the best best way for them to do that?
3: Sure, it's easy. I always tell people go to the website, Korsgaden.com, K-O-R-S-G-A-D-E-N.com, and there's a section on uh, tools that you can get. One of them is ebooks. They can download it right onto their iPad or their Kindle or whatever type of unit they like to use to read.
2: Troy, I always learn something, uh, and I'm excited to to visit with you each time. Thank you for coming in and uh, visiting with us again.
3: Thank you, Dennis. Have an awesome day.
0: Oh, hi, you're still listening? Well, here at Insurance Radio, we love having personal conversations with the most successful executives and regulators in the financial industry. If you know an individual who you think would be a great guest for our program, you can find our email and phone number at our website insuranceradio.com.